0: it's a case of he said she said when Benson Sabler calling for a domestic service between a couple and Detective Jeffries quits this is Twisted, a Lord and Order SVU podcast What's up everybody, this is BD Rose, and this is Twisted, and Lord Order or SVU podcast. It's broadcasting on Anchor FM and Spotify. So, anyway, how y'all doing? How was your weekend, huh? Alright, so, um, everything good? You know, hello, um... A rough week at work and all stuff. I've been busy and all that stuff though. So, uh, let me try to give you a low down. I mean, I just want to let you know that I, I missed the, the season 23 premiere of Law and Order SVU and the season premiere of Law and Order Organized Crime. I was stuck at work. I didn't get off work till shortly after 10 o'clock. I had like a busy ass day, man. And just uh, also started all off though. I mean, I had to come into work. I had to get my temperature check, and then they made me fill out this form where um where I had to sign my name and I had to circle if I'm vaccinated or not though. So I had a d- little bit of the dispute about that because I mean that's not it's nobody's business if I'm vaccinated or not though. So they say it's protocol, and vaccine mandates or whatever. You know, what I mean. I just, uh, were, I just worried that I didn't want to lose my job. So, however, you know, I had a little argument, argue with a little bit of security and then, but I gave in. I just circled that I'm not vaccinated. First of all, I mean, it's not, so, I mean, I'm not taking the needle. I'm not taking them needle or, or what you must say, anything like that for, for personal reasons. Because, um, besides that, though, I want to stay healthy. I mean, I just do some exercise and all that stuff. So. Anyway, anyway, let me just move on. You know, I mean, Let me tell you something, man. I missed out on the premieres of SVU and OC because I was busy working. So, I didn't get home till like 11 o'clock on a Thursday night. But however, though, I did catch up on um, watching the premieres on Peacock. Now, I just wanted to go and um, give you a... Re- I just watched the premiere Season 23 premieres SVU And OC And I thought the premiere of the one on SVU The 23rd season premiere of SVU Was a little bit weak And you know why Because they had to get rid of those two major characters On the show I'm talking about Cat and Garland Now like that was a dick move right there from the Producer Dick Wolf You know what I'm saying I don't know why, man. We keep blowing the damn door open, man. All these distractions and all that stuff, though. Anyway, I'm doing a show right here, and you know, I mean, size size that you know, I mean, I got company. I don't want to give out information, but um, I came home. I did catch up on the episode on Peacock, like I said. You know, I'm not gonna repeat myself, so. I thought the season twenty three premiere of s v was um weak, and reason why I say it was weak though I was expecting i was a little disappointed though because um I wanted the Texas stabilizer to show up more in the squad room, and you know what did you notice that they did a complete makeover in the squad room, including the tech it you know including captain Benson's office yo it's all like Black and white and just pitch like dark, but they still added a little bit more light into it though. I mean Ah man. Feels like you feel like you in a damn prison cell or you in the um what you say, the hole and shit like that though, man. But I mean and you know the worst part I mean the worst part, I mean they sure that stable shouldn't got involved more with the case because I know it's they know it's a sex, tra- sex trafficking ring, but they're probably probably like a game probably be involved in it. I don't know what it is though, but you know the um, the two hour season premiere at SVU it focused the story on a congressman who got caught up in some sex scandal, and um, he you know he did yo man he slept with a damn minor and got her pregnant, and you know they you know they having a they're throwing some kind of a party and they're doing a sting operation to go against the congressman and um, they busted him for having having sex having sex with um girl he impregnated. I mean they called him in the act, and then they also call a guy who calls himself Q and he and um he was with the congressman at the party, but the guy Q turns out to be an undercover cop that uh, the, I mean the chief I mean Chief Mark McGrath sent him or something like that though, the. Um, some commissioner, I don't know what it is. I mean, he was sent by, he, he was, he's working on a combo sent by orders from the, um, the, chief. I mean, um, not that, by the chief, I mean, the higher ups and the deputy chief Garland. He, he wasn't aware about that though. Nobody told him. I mean, the people above him, you know, they sent some undercover cops to, um, bring down his congressman and stuff like that. And next thing you know, that the undercover cop is working with SVU, and that's probably probably got to be like the new guy. I mean, and then you know the worst part when you about to go and track down the. It turns out that the um, this um this girl that um was like with the uh, congressman and her name was like um I think was his name is Karen or something like that. Oh, no, Jenna, that's her name, right? So. So the congressman was attempting to rape Jenna, and next thing you know, she ran away. They was finding her while they were finding her. Cat got shot, and I thought Cat was gonna die for him, but but nah, she pulled through. And next thing you know, that she decides to quit the SVU. And Gar- and Garland though, he said he's gonna be quitting uh, as deputy um chief because I mean he got he he couldn't even deal with the high ups. I mean, damn that's messed up now we and now we lost like two characters and uh, now they got this new guy um um what's his name um Ocasia or something like that I mean uh, Carlos um nah the guy who was identified as Q he's now um uh he's like an undercover cop now they lost Cat and Garland and then I was, maybe I was thinking they might add that new undercover guy to SVU because, you know, in the second hour he's involved with SVU and they track down Jenna and during the same time Cat got shot. So, and I don't know why they had to get rid of him. Maybe I think it was Dick Boof. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that's his new name, Dick Boof, not Dick Wolf, Dick Boof. I don't know why, I mean, they had to get rid of, like, an LGBTQ character and a black man, I mean, so racist, man, <clears throat> I don't want to say this, though, man, so, I mean, it wouldn't have gotten better if, you know, if cat died, I'm sorry to say this, but, I mean, it would be more dramatic, something like that, though. And, I mean, I state we should get involved in a case more because, I mean, maybe the is connected to the gang. But it turns out that the, the congressman's lawyer, though, he turned out to be the real villain, man. And he killed off witnesses, including the guy from Bad Boy movie, you know, the comedy actor, man. Trying to get rid of him who was involved in that sex trafficking, ring and all that BS, So, so. But I mean it's a shame that we have to lose two major characters. But and so, you know, they might bring in that that new guy and oh I think his name is um Octavio, something like that though, the new guy. But we'll see what happens man. I think I seen in Twitter though. I mean he got that undercover cop involved he's getting involved with S V U, man. He's like like he's gonna him and stuff like that, but I don't know we'll see what happens, man. Season 23, man, they doing like a damn changes and shit like that, you know? They're losing two, and they might gain the new guy, and they got another Chief to deal with. I mean, the Chiefs is a real asshole, so. But, um, let's go to the OC right now, and, um... I saw from here me with the OC, it is getting a little better, you know, I mean, Save is going under the cover to infiltrate the Albanian gang, and you know, the Albanian gang's having the war with the black gang and stuff like that, so, it's like a racial war, you see they got the damn <laughs> Albanians bringing in bazookas and rocket launchers and grenades, they were trying to go like going to a damn war, man, shit. Like, like World War Three going like a racial war going against the blacks, man. So, oh, man, they come in cars and guns like that. That, that was crazy. But in the last minute, they retreated, though. That's what it is, though. And, you know, in the OC, though, they got like a lot of um get, celebrity guest stars. Like, um, this is Clumero Diaz. I think he was in the live movies and stuff like that and that dude he was on SVU twice playing two different characters one in season 13 and the other is on season 21 and he played a guy who was falsely accused of crimes so I mean call him I might call him a repeat offender but you know that's in the future though and they got like my like KD Williamson in there and um guy Ron C- Cephas Jones from um This Is Us and all that and um it was another, oh, yeah, this um, Vinny Jones, some British actor or something like that, though. So, it's like a damn all-star cast. And wouldn't be a surprise that the Dan Christopher Maloney is the executive producer of the O.C. O, 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 O.C. Shit. How could he become executive producer so fast? And, you know, they, they got some lesbian action in there, too, so. Uh, anyway, though, I want to give a shout-out to a guy named Sebastian, though. I want to say thank you. I got like a new listener now, though. He liked my podcast. So hopefully I'm expecting more people soon. And then, ladies, I want to say thank you for listening in, though. Anyone who's listening, I want to say thank you. So um, today's episode, we're going to be dealing with domestic dist- domestic violence, man. So I call this episode he he says he he says she said bullshit detective jeffries quits that's what i call it though and um we're gonna go this is the episode i call Asunder, and this is might be michelle herr's last appearance but that's not her official last appearance or stuff like that so whatever that let's get go get to the episode All right, well, um, we're on Law & Order SVU, Season 2, Episode 7, Asunder. And it aired on NBC on December 1st, 2000. And it's written by Judith McCreary. Oh, check this out. This is the second episode in a row that uh, Judith, McCreary, Judith McCreary gets a writing credit. And check this out. She used to work for on New York Undercover and all that stuff. But right now, she's on SVU and all that stuff, though. I mean, two... Two weeks in a row, man. She gets the writing credit though. I don't know, maybe Dick Work Dick, Dick Wolf likes her and all that stuff, right? Okay. And it's directed by David Platt. And he directed multiple Law and Order SVU episodes, right? Back in the days though. So and he also directed Law and Order, I think. I don't know though. Okay, so um oh yeah, by the way, this is also the episode that featured Detective Jeffries, so wanted to get back to her in a minute now. All right. So the episode starts off with um, is it a man in a, is it an apartment? And um, the man is identified as uh, Cyrus Parker, and he looked a bit like a uh, Harvey Weinstein or John Hirsch. He's like a short Jewish guy with um gray hair and glasses and he's like an elderly dude, something like that. And he and he has a beard and all that stuff. So he kinda look like something and I don't know what it is. Oh I don't know if it's Judd Hirsch from Taxi, you know, something like that. Or with like Arby Weinstein or I don't know man. Because um he looked like one of them little characters and something like that. I don't know what it is though. So speaking about that, you know and, um Cyrus is watching Jerry Springer on the TV now speaking of Jerry Springer though I used to watch I used to watch Jerry Springer back in the days now I mean I watch that show every time when I'm not working and I remember it came on on channel 11 at about 11 o'clock in the morning and um, and, um, and the show became so popular and how it became popular because of the fights. So I started getting interested because I heard that people was fighting on the on the show and then so I tuned in and you got these white people duking it out, black people duking it out. They throwing chairs and besides fight, they show them white women wouldn't be flashing their titties and and, and and cursing and all that stuff. I mean, and you got the audience to Jerry, Jerry, every time the fight breaks out and stuff like that, though. And Jerry Springer is like a fucking like ringmaster or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Excuse my language. Now, it's really about Jerry Springer, though, know? he used to be an anchorman and a congressman. And he started doing talk shows and stuff like that, though. So, next thing you know is that when he had a chalk show back in the early 90s, it was, like, more humble had celebrities and guests all that, though. And... um. And uh, I figured some serious topics, and then a few years later, they got a new producer and they decided to get wild wow, like they now they're bringing in like bringing in something outrageous stories. I mean, talking about um, women confessing to their boyfriends that they're a man or they're transgender, something like that. They get mad, that's you know, they start fighting, families fighting, and then you know, w- women. Getting naked and cursing and all that stuff, yo. Oh, check this out. I remember there was this um VHS out there called um, Jerry Springer Too Hot for TV, and you could see everything uncensored. I mean, you could see a naked woman and the cursing, uncensored stuff like that. I mean, I brought that VHS like late somewhere in the late nineties or early two thousands, so like that though. It was crazy, man. And it's Jerry Springer too hot for TV uncensored? No man, they going all out, man. No cursing without the bleeps. Women's flashing their tits, teas, and all that stuff. Though, see my language, man. It was amazing. And as a matter of fact, they also had a second, um, the second one coming out right after the first one. It's too hot for Too hot for TV too. And I watched both of these um pro specials, and then uncensored and you could be white people cursing. oh the second one they had the one where they that the clan was, was being was got yeah, bumped up with by um some brothers and, and something like that and they had like an all-out fight right in front of the audience you know they called it the clan frontation or something like that though i mean that was crazy though and somehow you know over the years you know um jerry's finger show started to decline in the ratings and and I mean, a couple years ago, they just canceled Jerry Springer after more than 25 years on the air. And now they replaced it with this um, new, Jerry's new show called Judge Jerry. But And check this out. It's a courtroom show, but you cannot you don't see no fights. You get to have like people arguing and that's about it, man. Yo. And um, so somehow, you know, I miss Jerry Springer show. I used to watch it. I mean, right now the show's getting too real silly and stuff like that. We know they got white trash people fighting each other. A lot of people just stupid and um. Well, the least we know the only, the only worst show that's out there is Maury, like all the with the um, you are the father DNA drama and all that shit though. Hey, Maury, is that still on? That guy's almost eighty years old, man. She yeah. So anyway, uh, Mr. Parker is watching Jerry Springer, and and then as soon as he turns the TV off, though, he hears a couple arguing right upstairs above him. Now we go outside this brownstone, and you got a couple arguing right there. I mean, these, these you got the um, um, the guy coming out, and then the woman coming out right behind him with a damn frying pan, yo. <laughs> and then and then you and then and then and then the wife was like. I hope we I hope we fills you with your blood that she throws a pan at him, hitting him with a – hit throws a pan at him, and the pan hits his face. And yo, man, that guy just got mad. He comes back to the house and he charges over and drags her ass inside the house. And the wife starts screaming. Now, the couple is identified as um Lloyd Andrews and um, his wife, Patricia Andrews. And check this out. We got a who's that girl and a who's that guy. Now, who's that girl playing um, Patricia Andrews? We fight. We make love. I also believe it myself. Maybe you thought you were making up. Is that possible? A chokehold is enough roleplay for me, detective. And a pot to the head turns him on? That would be Amy Carlson, right? And um, you remember her from Third Watch and Blue Bloods. Now Amy Carlson, she looked like a bit like Anne H, but she, the way she acted, she sounded like a uh, Cindy Lauper and shit like that though. He, he was like, "I hope you die out blood." Damn! Oh my goodness, that woman got a great aim and shit like that though, right? So, um, at that time in the year two thousand, Amy Carlson would be. At that time, back in 2000, she would be joining the um, another NBC show called uh, Third Watch. And, hmm, she went from SVU to Third Watch. I mean, I don't know what's up with that, that chick, you know what I'm saying? Amy Carlson. And um, and she was, um, played. Um, I think she played one of them paramedics, of Black I don't know what it is, something like that, though. Right? So, yeah. Um, so Amy Carl Carlson, oh, no. did I say Amy Carl Carlson? Ah, okay. All right, Amy Carlson. Oh, yeah, by the way, though, she will be um, joining this, in 2005, though, she will be joining another Law & Order spin-off, spinoff called Law & Order Trial by Jury. And then she's going to be playing like uh, one of the prosecutors and all that stuff, though. And check this out. This isn't this is her first appearance on SVU. She will come back on the show in uh, Season 6 playing um, the Lord or the Trial by jury character. I think it's something like that, though. I think it was in the episode called um, Night, something like that, though, in Season 6, though. So, I'm going to call her a repeat offender. Repeat offender. <laughs> See, I sound like a demon for a moment like that now. And, um, and oh yeah, by the way, back to Lord Order: Trial by Jury though, that was like the worst show in the Law Order franchise. I mean, it got canceled after 13 episodes. Oh my goodness! And and somehow the um, Law the, the Criminal Intent they took the Lord and Order try, um, uh, Lord of the Trial by Jury theme somewhere about season um, seven, something like that though. Make it their own, something like that. I don't know what it is though. But, um, and by the way, um, we got a, who's that guy? Who's that actor playing um Lloyd Andrews? I walked away, things were getting out of hand, Temps were hot, so what does this freaking cow do? She so curls a pot and nails me with it. Alright, that happens that happens to be Nestor Sor Ser, and um This isn't the first time you've been on SVU. And um, he got he made another guest appearance in the season six episode. I think it was um I say it was obscene. And he plays some sleazy TV producers, stuff like that. So he he's a repeat offender. And Nessa Soriano, he looked familiar because um he was in this movie called Hanging with the Homeboys back in uh, 1991, and he was with um up star like Dougie Doug and um. I think it was Mario Joyner or something like that. I don't know. Man. That was, and John Leguizamo, though. And Hanging with the Homeboys was like like a hood movie. I mean, it's, it's if you haven't seen Hanging with the Homeboys, it's about, like, four friends going out on, like, on a weekend, you know, going to a club and stuff like that, though. And they get into some some baits and something like that, though. I mean, it's been, it's been a long time, you know. I mean, I've seen the movie. I seen the movie several times though but he he looked kind of familiar so so i mean and then so and then they they, they played this couple like the andrews and they always be fighting and something like that though all right now we're gonna go to the squad room and um and patricia mrs patricia she's talking to munch at his desk and um munch is giving her the pep talk and shit like that though and <laughs> oh, and you know, Mrs. Andrews is not and ha- Mrs. Andrews is not having it though. Patricia is not even having it with much though. I mean, so I mean, speaking about this Munch, though, know, I mean, it's like a like a Munch centric episode, or something like that though. Because um, he's just trying to give a pep talk about um domestic abuse and all that stuff. I don't know what it is though. And Munch was suggesting you talk to some some other detective. And, she, and then Patricia's like, I will talk to anyone with a brain. <laughs> she saying with a New York accent, saying, I want to talk to someone with a brain. <laughs> and then she was like, I don't need your pussy and I don't need you, your pity and I don't need anyone to, like you to hold my hand. And you got Icy over there just looking in and listening to the conversation, you know, looking all cool or something like that. And they get a little serious face, though. He's watching from the sidelines and stuff like that, though. So, it much tells her just why it's a claim, stuff like that, though. Hey, check this out. Patricia goes all out saying that she was raped. And she reveals so much that um, it was her husband, uh, Lloyd Andrews. And she also tells him that he's a sergeant at the 31st precinct. he's a and she also she also tells him that he's a homicide detective and so that explains it all though she came here claiming that her husband raped her but the last scene we see her throwing a pot at her man and it hits him in the head and shit like that he and then he gets mad and drags her into the house so something ain't right about this i mean worst your fault y'all fighting now you're crying rape what the hell is going on around here woman all right, so we go to the opening credits and check this out though. Jeffries is in the opening and yo, I mean you know Michelle Heard. Now I'm gonna tell you this is this is uh, Michelle Hurd's last appearance on SVU, but it's not the real last appearance of SVU. So somehow you know this is um. I mean, they filmed the episode out of sequence or out of order, something like that, though. But she's and like I said, this is this isn't her final appearance on S.U. She will pop up one more time in the episode called Runaway, and Runaway was filmed before her Sunder, so I think this might be Michelle's last appearance. So I mean, they got every the episodes out sequence out of order, something like that, though. But when you look at it open the credits so you got like seven people in the cast right and it includes jeffries now so somehow i heard that uh michelle heard uh was linked to another tv deal that she was gonna um sign with this other show on showtime called leap years i don't know if you remember that show leap years but she decided just to move on and go to another another show something like that though so Anyway, so, um, okay, so after the opening credits, so we and the squad move once again, and then Craig is inviting the detectives into his office. And then Craig asks Jeffries to, to come join the meeting. So, so Craig is having a meeting about Lloyd Andrews, and then Craig asks Jeffries to invite Jeffries to a meeting, but she refuses. And, you know, um, Craig and comes over to her saying, that you're still part of the team, and um, Joshua's just like I'm always wanted. And then all of a sudden, you know, she takes the files, which her saying these files won't, these papers won't file for themselves. And then she just walks away, ditches the media and shit like that. Though now, now I'm going to listen, viewers. What happened to Jeffries? I mean, in the first in the First episode of the second season, she was there, and then the following week she's not there. I mean, the next few episodes, she's never there. So, y'all, you 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 might be thinking, what happened to Jeffries? And sometimes maybe you be thinking maybe that like she's on vacation or she's taking a leave of absence. I don't know. I mean, when the second season premieres, she was there. And then next week, she, next episode, finally episode, she's not there, and you get Ice tea, took her place, right, Finn. And so, um, and then um, the, these, um, this you know, the second episode of the second season, no one explained what happened to Jeffries and all that stuff, and they never mentioned that Jeffries was on vacation or take a leave of absence. But like I said, they, they shoot these episodes out of sequence or something like that, so so in this in this episode they probably shot during the summer or something like that though so it's like you're mixing the episodes around because i mean it got us thinking what happened to jeffries did she um turn it she gets fired did she went on vacation or um, did she just um i like, went a war take a leave of absence or something like that who knows right so, um, we inside Craig's office and then Craig is having the meeting with Benson Stabler, much of Ben. And they tell him that um they they were talking about the Sergeant Lloyd Andrews of the homicide homicide on thirty first precinct, thirty first precinct. And they're trying they say that the wife, his wife came in and he accuses him of rape and all that stuff though. And Patricia reported the rape. So they're trying to Figure out about this investigation and stuff like that though and um and Craig doesn't want the internal affairs people to get involved in this one and you know Finn's over there he's just sitting there saying that he didn't even like the idea about the internal investigations and stuff like that he don't like doing that shit like that though I mean and then Craig asked him though so, have you ever rubbed Iab the wrong way and Finn was like Never had the pleasure. I got that good IC impersonation about that. And Craig was like, we'll do it my way. Damn, Craig is cold as shit, man. Yeah, do this my way. You know what I'm saying, though? So they already know that the um, Sergeant Andrews is a homicide detective at the 31st precinct So they're gonna try to do some investigation. Look at him him and him on this right there though. So um Next, you knows that um Craig wants the investigation, while he had to deal with the IAB, something like that. Though, so now we go into the interrogation room, and um, Mrs. Um, let's say Patricia is smoking a cigarette, and uh, Much and Finn come in here, and then Finn, and then Much tells her, "There's no smoking in public buildings." And next thing you know is a Christian blow smoke on Munch's face. <laughs> shit. I mean, much is going to get cancer and shit like that with that secondhand smoke. All right, and let me tell you something. You know, I got smoke blown to my face before, right? From this stupid-ass girl. I mean, I was coming in the building with my key, and then the girl was just standing there and uh, behind the door or something like that. When I came in, you no, know, she blew a damn smoke on my face on purpose. I didn't like that shit. And she was like, What's the matter, man? You Jewish? You don't like it? Man, and the next thing you know is that she kind of next thing you know is this girl trying to come at me, want to fight me, or something like that, though. I mean, I just try to run away, try to take the stairs, get away from this, this girl. I mean, she would like act like a damn man, like a damn butch, like excuse my language, man. Yo, man, uh yeah, but you know, I've seen this disrespectful for someone to blow smoke cigarette smoke in my face. Disrespectful. I mean, I wouldn't do that to anybody, but it's disrespectful to blow smoke on someone else's face, though. You know? So let's let's go back to the interrogation room and then um much and Finn want Patricia to sign a statement, make sure and all that stuff though. And Patricia's like, what you dating me for, huh? And uh, she didn't even like the idea or something like that. I mean, they wanted to fill out a statement so they could um, arrest um, her husband for rape and all that stuff, though. So she signs it anyway. All right. Now we um Ben. Right now we Benson Stabler talking to the um the, um, the Andrews uh, the Andrews's neighbor, um Cyrus Parker, in his apartment so you know they, they they live in this brownstone i mean mr parker lives downstairs while the um, couple live upstairs so they share the brownstone and shit like that though so mm-hmm. so mr mr parker is talking to the detectives saying that um that they, 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 he calls the couple the springers i mean to him though and then um and then you know and then Vince was like you know they fight a lot right and um mr parker was like that they, they had real good she has a real good aim and something like that though something happened so um he he don't call the couple the the andrews or he went he calls him about the springers and stuff like that and he says that they're better than the tv show And investors was like they fight a lot right so mr parker asked me if something happened and something like that though hmm. all right meanwhile back in craig's office though Cragen has a meeting with these uh two IAB detectives, right? I wonder the detectives has like, this little like rainbow tie, he has a red, yellow and blue or stuff like that though. Look like a damn he dressed like a damn late nineteen sixties detective and all that stuff though. So the I the detectives tell him, Craig again, that he had to go easy on um Mr Sergeant Andrews or stuff like that because he's a cop the very first reason and he Works there for like twenty years, something like that, though. So, um and um, you know, you know, you know, and then the detectives tell Craig and shows us Vanessa and all that stuff. You know, I mean, and Craig was like, "So, when does IAB start dealing with Vanessa and stuff like that, though?" Hmm? hmm. Anyway, you know, they tell him to go easy on him, what you call I don't know. So meanwhile, you know Benson and Sabler are outside the grocery store, and um, Sabler tells Benson that about the couple of um, cops who was handling the domestic dispute between the Andrews or something like that, though, right? So um, they go to the diner and then they meet with the um, uniform officers, and um, one of the cops tells Benson Sabler that the wife the wife is the abuser too. So, I'm not surprised. You know, we already saw what happened in the beginning of the episode. And, um, you know, the black cop, she tells him that um, when they fight, though, she she grabs something, whatever, that's handy. Oh. <laughs> so, this story doesn't make any sense here. There's something, something, something's not right about the story. I mean, she's crying rape. And right now, you try to hit your husband with a frying pan. That sounds like. Crazy shit like that. I mean, no crazy bipolar shit. Yeah, let me tell you something. I thought with a bipolar woman, okay? And I'm telling you, a bipolar woman, they can be violent and then they can take advantage of you and all and manipulate you and all that stuff. You know what it is? It's gotta be the crack. I'm not talking about Whitney Houston, okay? All right. I'm not I'm not talking, you know, speaking of Whitney Houston. I mean, do you ever watch Mad TV and they were making fun of Whitney Houston as a crackhead? And Bobby Brown too. I don't know what it is though. Ah, man, goodness. So, okay, we're we at the um, we're back at the precinct, and then Sable and Craig and do like a walk and talk about um, Sergeant Andrews and his wife and all that stuff, though. So, um, next thing you know is that um, and is Captain Craig is going to the elevator, and then they have to look into Sergeant Andrews. You know, I mean, we have to, uh, you know, just like. Lego and something like that and then Saber mentioned something about like a basketball game something like that though so it he have to saber tells um no no Kragen tells Sabler to get a read on him before he gets wise though so in other words you know they have to like you know try to you know, act on nice you know try to um it saves that if the if he if the if um the sergeant is being looked into with the rape and stuff like that though, so they don't know. Maybe maybe the sergeant doesn't know they will still looking into him and all that stuff. So so they the Praykin tells say hey, we gotta be careful shit like that though. Okay, so the next day that we at the park right and the basketball court and then you know you got um. Sergeant Andrews, you know, they plan doing, like, a two-on-two basketball game with some um, couple of detectives. So um, so he meets Stabler on the basketball court, you know, and then, you know, they introduce each other and all stuff. And then uh, um, Stabler says that he works in the SVU and stuff like that. And um, Sergeant Andrews is like, um, I know the, SV, the SVU is like a tough gig and all stuff, you know, so. They have a nice talk or something like that, though. And next thing you know is that um, Sabler and um, Sergeant Andrews they get to like a two-on-two basketball game. And yo, this um, asshole, um, Andrews, he got like uh, his a partner. I mean, his teammate, right? Yo, his teammate, this guy, he last guy looked familiar, man. He's like a white dude with a goatee. And yo, know, this actor who plays um Andrew's um uh, partner or teammate, something like that, though. Yo, man, this he has been on SVU like three times. I mean, I don't remember the actor's name, but he shows up in a another season two episode called Countdown, where he plays like a Queen's detective, though. Shit though. And he shows up for season three, but I mean, they use that same guy twice. In the second season. But I don't know about him. So anyway, so Stabler gets the ball. And next thing he you knows is that, um, that Sergeant Andrews' partner shoves Stabler on purpose. And he calls foul on him. And he tells Stabler, there's no foul on the table. And stuff like that." What? what's the matter? You can't take it? So Stabler loses possession of the ball. But, I mean, but the damn other cop? He shoved Stabler, Stabler on purpose, man. I mean, what was that all about, though? I don't know what it is though. The next thing you know is that um Andrew's partner gets the ball. Stable is defending him. Then all of a sudden, yo, this he yo, this damn cop with the goatee hits him with the elbow and causing stable's nose to bleed. That's like a fucking sucker punch, man. Oh my goodness. He didn't stable didn't even see that coming though. And stable got he gets assault. That was right assault right there, man. And Sable's was like, what did I miss? And then and Andrews, comes, Sergeant Andrews comes up saying, "Well, me, I don't roll well, your, you' me, I don't roll like the me, I don't roll like that. You okay?" And Sable's was like, "Yeah, I think I got his message." And um and then Sergeant Andrews uh, was like, "You can ask me all the questions or all about you want." Stable was like, "What you talking about? What you talking about, but Andrews?" And then um Andrew says rape, right? Oh ho, ho. now they the stable realizes that, that they look into him on the rape charge. Oh my goodness, Sergeant Elmore! You know, the sergeant knew that they were looking into him for the rape charge. How the hell you know about that, huh? How the hell you know? Okay, so we're in the act one, so now we get into over act two. We're in Cragen's office and um Benson's Saber Munch has been on there though. And um Sabler explains what happened to him right at the court and then Munch was like after his after his goon after before or after his goon kicked your ass. Hmm. I don't know. And then Munch and then and then Munch was like, oh, I get like um I get the same feelings from Finn and all stuff, and Finn was like a little history from first and stuff like that though so the 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 craigan and the detectives they already know that um that, that that um that um and they already they you know they found out that andrews already knows that they're looking into him on the rate charge and stuff like that though and then Cragen gets another call though and then he picks up the phone quick is it hello oh shoot oh my goodness come on we gotta go get out We gotta get there right away and then all of a sudden, you know, we, we, there was um, check this out the We outside the Andrews residence, and there were like another domestic dispute involving the couple. And then you got police out there and stuff like that. And then you got the ambulance and stuff like that, though. I mean, yo. And then, and then, and then you know, Mrs. And Patricia is yelling at her husband, saying, "You, you're scum, you come you come back," and stuff like that, though. And then, and then so her, Sergeant Andrews like. Go away, you stupid bitch! And next thing you know, is, is Patricia's like, "Fuck you!" And then she takes, she snatches the cop's baton and throws it at him, hitting Mr. Sergeant Andrews. Holy shit! No, and then they had to break the, everything up and stuff like that. And, and then they had to arrest Patricia and stuff like that. Yo, yo, this damn, damn, yo, yo. I'm to tell you, that like, Amy Carlson like a good actress. I mean, she got, she had like a good aim. She threw the damn cop nice kick cop gate nice throwing it at him and hitting him in his head. That's another assault charge, though. I mean, that girl's going crazy and shit like that. She's like a damn cheerleader throwing a throwing damn baton and shit like that. I mean, yo. It's like, yo. Oh, my goodness. That was so crazy. <laughs> you know, Saber comes in and, and talks to um, Mr. Sergeant Andrews about that thing, saying, you advice right? stuff so, like that. And next thing you know is that, um, <laughs> <laughs> yo, I mean, like go off the rail every time she throws at him and it hits him in the head, though. I mean, she's she crazy, girl, man. Oh, my goodness. And then next thing you this okay, man, that's crazy now. Okay, we're in Craig's office. And then, yo, and uh, Craig is confronted by the IAB cops again. And one of the cops was like, you call that finesse? You got you got you got you got you got the Brad media out there, or something like that, and you got a um, woman throwing a baton at a guy. What kind of Mickey Mouse Club is this? <laughs> well, what kind of Mickey, I mean, what the what kind of Mickey Mouse Club you running up in here, right now? Mickey Mouse Club. I mean, I remember I used to watch the Mickey Mouse Club back in the early nineties, right? I'm not talking about the one with Fenechello. I'm talking about the one with Britney Spears, Justina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake and jay-z and uh kerry russell and stuff like that and they got that it's like the 90s mountains Kids day they, they blowing blowing up and stuff like that though and you got them some of the cast members on a mickey mouse club you know the 90s mickey mouse club though they formed this group called the party i remember watching these people i mean they, it's these five musketeers. i mean you got damon dd um tiffany albert chase Hey, they formed this little dance pop group called the party. I mean, I don't know. Disney probably set them up for shit like that though. So now. Oh um, uh, my now, Mickey Mouse Club. Man, I mean, I mean, remember watching it like, on a Disney channel like back in the early 90s and stuff like that, though. I mean, like the music, stuff like that though. So I mean the detective mentioned Mickey Mouse though. Okay, back in Craig's office, you know. I mean, and the cop was like, What kind of Mickey Mouse Club you run up in here? And Craig was just like, I hate that rodent Now Dick Tracy, that was a real club. He got like a nice, cool watch and shit like that, though. Dick Tracy. I mean, um, I saw some of the Dick Tracy cartoons, and they had a movie out like that. I mean, they had like a couple of popular references, like Mickey Mouse Club and Dick Tracy something like that, though. And you know, I mean, then you know, and by the way, the is there, and then one of the detectives like, "Are you gonna do anything, Mrs. Cabot? And then you know. And then she tells them and that you know you, you're not involved in this case. You consider yourself out, something like that though. So and then so um you know I mean I be into this and stuff like that though. So okay, so um we're in the squad room right now and then uh, a couple are brought in for questioning and they put them in separate rooms. So you got like um Sable, uh, we got Sabler talking to um Sergeant Andrews and you got like um I think it was like um munch Finn they talking about um, they talking to Mrs. Andrews. I mean maybe Benson is there or something like that though. So it turns out that um uh sergeant andrews saying and uh, the wife was he was arguing with the wife because he has a woman on the side. I don't know if this is a mistress or a gumar. I mean, some of these are uh, monsters, or they call them while the um, side pieces, of the gumar, or something like that. I mean, you got like monsters marrying shit like that, and then it's like, um, and then next, you know, they have a woman on the side, though. I mean, that's why they, they um they was arguing because the, his wife knew that he was messing around with another woman, or cheating on her with another woman. In other words, like. Have you ever seen the show cheaters You on videotape, so so it turns out that um, they have an abortion, on you know, and then um, her husband's like um, she always gotta be right all the time, and he tells him that um, his wife hasn't been right after the doctor told her that she wouldn't have any kids, and then. Meanwhile, the wife says, and um, Mr. Patricia says that's why our marriage is towards the south and stuff like that, though. So um so I mean she said that she loves him, yada, yada yada. I mean, she wanted a divorce and stuff like that, though. He trying to do kiss, kiss and makeup on her makeup, I don't know what it is. They fight, they make up, I don't know what it is. It's like a he says she says shit right there. I mean, she's crying rape and he said that he didn't even rape her. He said that he had sex with her after they fight and all that stuff. But that's... Who, how, who are we supposed to believe right now, huh? Hmm? 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 Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's like he... It's like now we got like a he said, she said case over here. Like a domestic dispute and all that stuff, though. Now, or in other words, I call it he said, she said abuse. I don't know what it is, though okay so we're in we're outside the, um, you know the um, interrogation room Cabot tells captain Kragen to let sergeant andrews go and all stuff like that though so we're in the scribe room and then you got like um andrew's partner you know the asshole with the goatee who beat up coca stable or something like that though he come he comes in hard saying well and, and, and then we're and then, I don't know, Craig was like, what are you doing here? And um, the ass, um, Andrews asked the partner, was like, who you, who's, who you think who sent us over here, huh? Is he in charge or what? And then, you know, Andrews comes out with Stabler. And then, you know, the go dude with go TC Stabler. He was like, you know, I'm running for my buddy. And Stabler was like, I am now hot shot. And next thing you know is his wife comes in the squad room. She comes out coming into the squad room and stuff like that so they decided to let the sergeant andrews go and then he orders his wife patricia to get arrested so they arrested her for so anyway and you know they put her in handcuffs boom she's going to prison now that's the end of act two now now then that's the now let's, let's do a little bit. it's almost now we're going to go to the second half of the story so I'm going to be paying my bills, and I'll be right back. All right, I go to the store. I mean, it's hot outside. I want to get something good to drink, though, and something cheap to drink. I go to the freezer section. I see a bottle of Arizona iced tea, and I go and take it out, and just drink it up and just go put down, and it tastes so sweet, like uh apple pie so but the good thing about it is because the arizona iced tea costs a dollar i mean you know why you want to spend like two or three dollars on arizona iced tea oh even though it got a lot of sugar but if you need something to cool you down with and all stuff I mean, on a hot day i mean besides going and getting a soda though i'd just rather go and get me a bottle of arizona iced tea and not only comes the iced tea, it got, like, different flavors, like Fruit Punch, Orange, Shea, Grape Bay, Watermelon, Kiwi, Strawberry. But the most thing I do, I like, I like the iced tea. I don't give a damn about the juices, though. I could drink iced tea, you know, so, like, um, they got, like, regular iced tea, peach, raspberry. I like the one where iced tea mixed with the lemonade, though. It Tastes so sweet, though. So sometimes, you know, you want to get something quick to drink, get Arizona iced tea. It's only cheap for $1. All right. So, you got to get yourself hydrated. All right. Now we're in the second half of the episode, right? So, we, we're we somewhere in uh, presenting and then Munch is sitting and reading some book or something like that, though. And then here comes the um, concept. Combs- Patricia comes in with the, you know, correctional officer, and um, Munch says, um, he know, I mean, he's just disgusted. I mean, he's just that uh, he's, he don't want to have a conversation with her because, you know, Munch somebody tells her he doesn't even like her. See <laughs> And Patricia's like, at least you're honest or something like that, though. And Munch was like, how you holding up? And, you know, she's terrible. I mean, let me tell you something. I mean, Munch, if you don't even like her, then what the hell are you doing here, right? And you no, know, Patricia asked him, "What are you he doing here?" Munch was like, "I came here to gloat." And you know how cynical, sarcastic Munch is. I mean, if you you're so bored over your mom, man, what the hell are you doing here anyway, talking to her? I mean, she's uh, like she's like a suspect, you know, something like charged with assault with a damn pan or something like that. Though I mean, shit like that. I mean, you know, my, Patricia tells Munch that. Um, that she forgives her husband and she loves him and she wants to forgive him and stuff like that, though. So, and um, she feels so bad about that. I mean, yo, is 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 Patricia bipolar again now? Right now, she's trying to um, be all nice. You know, she felt so bad. I mean, she said misses her husband and stuff like that, though. So, before she left, though, um, she tells Munch to. Um, that you know just say hi they say, say hi to her husband for her or something like that so well <clears throat> oh, it is though okay we're in the courtroom and patricia is arraigned in court though and then you got um she got there with um, a lawyer or something like that and i uh, know cab is there she and then they you, you gotta charge her with uh salt and all that stuff so I know she can do some time with that though. I don't know what it is about that though. Okay, so meanwhile, we somewhere like one police plaza, and Craig is talking to this guy that um I don't know what it is though. I mean hey he has a meeting with him in his office and he asked him how is um Andrews case going and something like that. Craig is like, you know, it's near and there, something like that though. And I you know Andrews is like doing is a veteran, cop veteran, cop veteran, stuff like that though stuff though so um he brings creating down here for a different matter and he tells him that uh someone in the uh, Special Victims Union has filed a discrimin- discrimination lawsuit and Munch realizes it's it's detective Jeffries so yeah the guy is that's just uh, Munch you know I mean uh, talk to her or something like that and and then Craig no 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 excuse me, not much Craig he suggested that he suggests creating to talk to Jeffrey's about that the problem stuff like the hand and something like that though or else and then he, she might get fired and stuff like that so craig is upset because he didn't know he didn't he wasn't aware about this until about well, like today right about right about right right now though so the guy suggested to craig you know how to talk to her a meeting one-on-one something like that Cause you know, I mean, her career as a cop is on the line, you know. So I know, you know, I know, Craig ain't gonna take it that well, or something like that, though. So, yeah, other words, so, okay, we're in Cabot's office. Munch comes in, and <laughs> he tells her that that, that um, Sergeant Andrews bailed his wife out at the end, because guess what, she recanted, and then Cabot's is like. Oh, she recanted. I mean, that that I could sell something like that though. So, and so I mean, it, I mean she knows that she she Cabot liked the idea that that she gonna put Patricia on ice because she recanted her rape charge or something like that. And her husband came to bail her out. as like a sign of forgiveness though. I mean, she, Cabin knows that that girl is crazy or something like that though. I mean, right, recanted, recanted, recanted rape though. That's like a criminal offense or something like that. I mean she knows that she knows that that thing can sell so all right so um so Cabot suggests to bring in patricia for a talk so trisha's there and and she's confronted by detective munchie cabot and then and then you know patricia defends herself saying it's all about love and then much was like that's not love that's psycho well it's Patricia, and then you know, let me tell you something. She is psycho. I mean, you going around cry, crying rape, and then all of a sudden, you throwing pans and pots and pans and uh, sticks to your husband like that, assaulting him like that, though. That's bipolar shit, man. Oh, my goodness. And you say she loves him. I mean, this girl is like an emotional wreck. Or is she bipolar or something like that, though? This, 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 this thing, Miss Andrews, she looks like, like Cindy Lauper or Anne H. She's like a mix between Cindy Lauper and H- Anne H. <laughs> hey, and the loving foreplay detective. It's all about Latin. I love him. He's my husband. And son. He's my husband's and other guy. I mean, I am him. Yo, man. Yo, man. That actress got that New York accent, heavy New York accent right there. Like She's like the low-pitched Cindy Lauper or shit like that, though. And you know what, girl? Like, the girls, just want to have fun. Oh, just wanna have fun. I don't know. My voice sounds bad, though. I mean, I I shouldn't have been on America's Got Talent or the voice or like that. So anyway. So. Anyway, so um, after Patricia left, though, Cabot needs idea. They need to talk to the witness and all that stuff. So, so um, we're in in. we're in the squad room, and Detective Munch is talking to Mr. Parker again. And um, and Mr. Parker witnesses that Patricia would cut him with a knife. Oh, he didn't bring that thing out earlier about that, though. I mean, she, I'm telling you, that girl is crazy, something like that, something like that, though. So, however, though. Next, you know, we're at the cabinet's office, and then, and then um, Patricia's there with her lawyer, or something like that, though. And then she wants to, she wants, to, um, have, yeah, she wants to have, um, you know, Sergeant Andrews charged with the rape or something like that, though. And then, and then she even threatens Patricia with all that stuff like that, though. And Cabinet wants an indictment on, on the rape charge. You know, what I mean. And if not, though, I mean Patricia's gonna be in big trouble, and he and she threatened Patricia about that. And Patricia's like, "This is blackmail, <laughs> this is it blackmail?" The captain like, "No, Mrs. Andrews, that's the law." Hmm. Okay, so we're at the thirty-first precinct, and um, Mrs. Saver come in trying to arrest Andrews, and you got Andrews' asshole partner over there with the damn goatee saying. We we brushing them off, saying we busy. And then, yo, I mean, and then they said they called, talk to Andrews and stuff like that. Though I mean, they just wanted um, God, they don't don't want to make you see anything like that though. So Andrews complies, trying to turn in his um, badge and gun. And then his partner got pissed, saying, "What I, what the hell are you doing? I thought it was settled." And Bess was like, "You mean if you don't move it, well, I'll you too if you don't move out of my way." So, they arrested Andrews in the 31st Street right in front of his colleagues and stuff like that, though. That's the end of Act 3. Now, we're in the courtroom right now, and Sergeant Andrews is being arraigned and stuff like that, though. So, um, with the rape, third-degree rape and stuff like that, though. So, Sergeant Andrews' lawyer comes out, and he wants the captain to step outside for a talk. So, um... We outside the courtroom, something like that. Though I mean, and then uh, Cabot tells him he sexual saw and stuff like that. Though, and, he, and then Cabot, she talks to Andrew's lawyer. She and then Andrew, and and the Andrew's lawyer she wants to drop the rape charges against him and stuff like that. Though, so trying dressed in by a story. Though I mean, she's not going to even work like that. Though, so you know, his lawyer gives her the, <clears throat> the towel. He was like, "Egg on your face," and then he walks away. I know when the cabin is right there, he's going to be in stuff like that. Oh, I forgot to mention earlier when it was in the courtroom, you know, Sanders comes in and you don't know no, early in the courtroom. Cabot comes in the courtroom and you got like a bunch of uniformed officers like and detectives staring at her or something like that, glaring at her though. I mean, they want a piece of her. I mean, no, nah, no, nah, what I'm saying about that, uh, they want her off. They want her off of her head though. Cause, because they didn't know that they not like the charges against him like that. I mean, these cops, though, they come together or something like that. They're like a fraternity, or something like that, though. I hope they're not in their name for George Floyd. I mean, anything like that. So, okay, we there's a case is not going straight to trial. So, this is like another arraignment hearing, something like that. And Munch is on the stand talking about what the incident what happened over there with the Andrews or stuff like that, crying rape and something like that, though. So, and then next thing he knows is that the Patricia's on the stand. And she describes what's, what's happened and stuff like that, though, about the um, report, stuff like that. So next thing you know is that the Andrews lawyer comes and he questions her and stuff like that. And then she was like, I suppose, and stuff like that, though. And then all of a sudden, uh, Cabot comes back on the stand and question question Patricia. And then all of a sudden, uh, the Patricia goes, all, go, goes off. Mrs. Andrews, didn't you decide to drop the rape charge after your husband dropped the assault charges against you? That's not how it was, you bitch. You're twisting everything around. Watch the language. Ooh, I can't believe that woman called her a bitch again. No, I mean, oh my goodness. I mean, this is like the second week in a row that's happened. I mean, this is like the second week in a row Cabot being called a bitch. Do you remember like that last episode where she being been called a bitch? is a very stupid man. Hey, who are you calling stupid, you scum-sucking bitch? Oh! Well, 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 well. So Cabot asked her asked her about the question and did he, did he rape you? Something like that. And Patricia's taking a little bit too long to answer. And then the judge was like, answer the question now. I'll send you accommodations for you to think about it. And that judge though, I think that was played by actor Peter Francis James. I mean... This is his first appearance in season two, but he played a judge on, on a few episodes on the first season, something like that. So, it's probably might be his first or last appearance on the show. I don't know what it is though. And then, so anyway, Patricia answers the question, yes. And then Sergeant Andrews is on the stand, and then he's telling him that uh, he was cheating on his wife with another girl, and then he, and then he wanted to break off the, the relationship with his side piece or something like that, though. I mean, no one of the reason why that he came home late at night because they all he saw arguing and then and then you know, Cabo was talking to him and asking him questions something like that though: Did you or did you not threaten your wife with bodily harm?: That heifer told me that she was going to torch me. What the hell was I supposed to say? That heifer is supposed to be the woman you love? Oh man, you gotta call your wife a heifer or something like that. She <laughs> call her like a hyena or stuff like that though. I don't know what it is about that though. Okay, so we're at Cabin's office, and then Andrew's lawyer tells Cab to change charge to charge him with a sexual misconduct and stuff like that. That's like a lesser charge. Cabin wants him to give him a deep and stuff like that though. And then his lawyers was like um yeah he, with the, he's gonna be hanging with a sex offender thing hanging around his head and stuff like that though i mean you know he didn't even like the idea and then you know he's eating like the damn celery and stuff like that uh, celery and stuff like that though so i don't know what it is though. so meanwhile we're at craigan's office and then jeffrey comes in to talk to the captain about that i mean about uh, the discrimination lawsuit and then craig was like He's still part of the union and stuff like that, but however, you know, things they they have a fallout because things ain't working between much and them though. And Craigan and then excuse me and um Jeffrey's though she don't want to discuss about her personal life or sex life and stuff like that. Though. That's never anyone else's business. And Craigan was worried that he didn't want his people to eat his gun, and he won't allow that. So and he to discuss like suicide stuff like that. You know, I mean cop is guilty of something so well jeffries i mean she's like ain't yeah, nothing much and then we had nothing much to talk about though and then she just walks out the office what's up with jeffries i mean i mean she don't want to take correction or she don't want to take like um nabuke or something like that though i mean i mean, I don't know Is there a pride i don't know what it is but she wants to discuss her sex like the nobody else's business i mean but you told us, Drake, about your sex life. And all of a sudden, it's like opened up like a can of worms. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this is probably going to be a last appearance or something like that. But I mean, just like that, I mean, Craig is worried about her and feel like that. I mean, you, Jeffrey's just he's like, bitter towards the unit or something like that. And Craig is like worried about her. You know what I mean? He cares for you and stuff like that, though. He didn't want her, you know, just to, uh, to, to kill herself and all that stuff, though. But Trees doesn't even care no more. I mean, she just like, yeah, nothing much to talk, talk about. I mean, how so emotional and stubborn she, she, the woman, be be, stuff for like that though. So okay, so um, we're been we're at the courtroom the next day, and then the verdict comes in. And check this out. Sergeant Andrew has, Andrews has been acquitted on all charges. Oh, and guess what? Cabot lost her case. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, Cabot might be crying like a little baby right now. <laughs> she wants her little milk bottle or something like that, like a baby bottle, like, and suck the damn milk and all that stuff. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Next thing you know is Sergeant Andrews and his wife kissing makeup. I mean, you could check out they smooching and they, they got their French kissing and stuff like that. Yo, feel like you're watching a porn movie, stuff like that, though. And you know, and, and Cabin's there with Munch, and then Munch was like, Women well, are we so chatty. And then, and then Cabin was like, Only if they want to be. And you know you got the couple they kissing you know, licking through <laughs> French kissing like a damn poor poor movie. Next scene you know is that they're gonna be having sex in a court in a, right in front in the courtroom, right in front of the judge. How new nasty is that? Okay, so the final scene where we're in Craig's office, and Craig comes in to see Finn sitting down and then Craig sees a badge and then Craig was like, that's well, it's a little pre- premature. A narc shark like you will last even 60 days. And then was like, that's not mine. Those aren't mine, Captain. I guess Jeffries don't want to keep her hands covered. And it turns, it shows out that Jeffries turned in her badge and left the unit. Ben was leaving the office like telling Craig, sorry. He leaves the office and then Craig comes out and sees um jeffrey's desk emptied and he was like well, i'm sorry too and he goes back in his office yo and that's the end of the episode i mean that was like um like the last appearance of jeffrey's but this is not the official last appearance of jeffrey's in other words so so And it turns out, I mean, Jeffy runs over. I mean, Ice T has taken over in his spot, though. So, that was a good episode. No, it's a good episode overall, though. Well, domestic violence is a bad, big, bad issue. It's it's not a good issue. I mean, this is a very serious issue, though. I mean, you got, like, husbands or ex-wife is killing their wives over some domestic thing. I mean,. I mean, you know, so luckily, luckily for me, you know, I'm not even married just yet, though. But I want to deal with being in a relationship with a woman, the right woman, in other words. So, all these domestic violence things is real serious. I mean, a man can't be beating on a woman, neither could a woman be beating on a man, though. I mean, most of the time, it's men's doing is the aggressor and all that stuff, though. But you're not supposed to be hitting on your woman like that, even though you're married. Sometimes you want to sell differences, you know, you can't like, be using your fists or get physical with all this stuff, though. So, now domestic violence is wrong, though. So, and speaking of domestic violence, though, there was you heard about the headlines and recently about the disappearance of Gabby Petito, and, and this is very serious. I mean, it caught national attention because about this Long Island chick named Gabby Petito. I mean, and recently, though, she was found dead recently. So let me give you a little true crime story over here I want to bring out here. All right, this says this, this is the case of Gabby Petito. Long Island native Ga- Long Island native Gabby Petito disappeared while vacationing cross-country with her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, back in August of 2021. Gabby met her man, Brian, while attending high school on Long Island. They began, they began dating into, into 2019, and then they were engaged the following year. Then their rela- relationship began to sink like a damn water in the bathtub. On August 12th, police called in for a domestic dispute bestu- between a couple in Utah after a witness reported it. The incident was captured on Bobby, body cam footage. Both the couple was emotionally and physically hitting each other. Though. And I mean, during that time, they was going on a cross country trip from to uh, I think to the West Coast or something like that, though. So on August twenty seventh, Gabby disappeared in Wyoming, and you know her fiance was like acting strangely, something like that. Turns out that Brian returned to Florida without her on September first, and then a few days later, he told his parent he told his parents that he was gonna like, go to a hotel somewhere, and he hasn't been seen since. On September nineteenth, a body was found and it's confirmed a couple days later that the body was identified as Gabby Petito. Oh so guess what? The Brian is like a person of interest. But it's it's but now now the case has been brought up to a homicide. Now Brian is wanted by the FBI for murder. That sounds like a good America most America's Most Wanted episode. Oh, and speaking of America's most wanted, though, did you watch the reboot on Vox earlier this year? I don't know. I mean, this is gonna be something. This is like a be a. This is a, like be a good episode for SVU if they want to talk about that story and stuff like that, though. But I'm gonna tell you this. I mean, you got these domestic violence incidents, and that's like the girl breaks up with the guy. The guy's heartbroken, and then he gets mad, and then oh, he he was like. If I can't have you, no one can. You know what it is? How can a man say something stupid like that? That's pride, Yo. all Shit, ain't cool. You know what I'm saying? It's pride, it's damn pride, man. I mean, if you girl, let's if you girl dumps you because 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 you have some problems or you have some issues, let it be, man. Don't take it personal. I mean, don't get let your pride get to you. And if 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 a relationship falls apart, it it could be if it's a woman's fault. You know, just move on. Though I mean, maybe she's lying in love with you, or it could be probably a man's fault because I don't know. Because man try to get a little aggressive, possessive, and even controlling, and and something like that. Though, but these domestic incidents is sometimes you know sometimes we don't know maybe the woman's acting up or the man's acting up though, but. You got to come to an agreement, though. I mean, a lot of these women, like, a lot of these women out here, they want to be independent and stuff like that, though. And then sometimes you want to argue with the man over something like that. You got to come to, if you want to love each other, you know, you have to have faith, right? Because sometimes, you know, when um, women deal with bad men and, bad, and men dealing doing some bad things, they go out and hook up with a woman. It's all, that's not good, though. I mean, you got, like, two bad people. One relationship. I mean, it's like toxic and stuff like that, though. But man, don't be hitting on your ladies like that, though. I mean, this domestic thing is wrong, though. I mean, I heard on the news saying that, um, oh yeah, there was an incident saying that um, her um, this guy he killed his ex girlfriend because she left it for another man. She was pregnant. And he killed her and the. And the child from the other dude. So it's just like pride and selfishness, man. That ain't that's off. That's wicked though. Man, you gotta use your head though. Don't be hit, don't be assaulting a woman like that. That's disrespectful. Alright, and with that, I'm just getting ready to that'll be my time over here. So I wanna say thank you for listening in. So, and you can hear me on, um, Anchor FM and Spotify and on the website, you can hear me on Radio Public and Google and or Breaker, that's what I'm on. So, we are on every, uh, Twisted, Lorna SVU Podcast is on every Monday and yeah, it'll be available every Monday. Throughout for the next eleven months, and I want to say thank you to the people you listening in, and thank you for Sebastian, and thank you for the people, thank you, to, thank you, ladies. You know, in other words, so this is um I, this is not a production for me. Well, I mean I'm a one man show, so over here, so anyway, like that though. So, all right, so uh, this is BD Rose, and I'll be back next week, and this is Twisted. A Lord Order SVU pack podcast broadcasted from my house. This show has been pre-recorded.